listening to the OKest Fisher Podcast, part of the OKest Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to the OKS Fisher Podcast. How are we doing, Matt? Exhausted. Yeah. Just got off of like a 24-hour rally on the ice for a tournament and need about 17 hours of sleep, but I got to work tomorrow. So <laughs> how are you doing, Greg? No rest for the wicked. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, just got back from a trade show for work down in Chicago. It's... Uh, it's not looking like I'll be doing any ice fishing anytime soon. So you did enough for the two of us. It sounds like. How'd you yeah, do? Uh, we we did good. Got uh, second place for panfish and first place for pike on our team, and caught some walleye. But you can't beat a twenty-eight and a half inch walleye on Fox Lake. So mm, no, that's a, that's a pretty anywhere you go. I think a twenty-eight and a half is a pretty nice walleye. Yep, I was caught at like midnight or one in the morning, something like that. So. What was they, your, those guys that were giving her? What was your biggest panfish? Uh, 11 and a half inch perch on a extra large shiner and my pike tip up. Hmm. Isn't that yep. something how aggressive those little buggers are? Never even got a hook at them. The fish, to, the sucker, just or the middle just got stuck in its mouth. I've caught them out here in rock that way. <laughs> it's so aggressive that he just gets get the get the shiner stuck in their mouth. Yep, happened two other times. So, yeah, it was fun. I don't know how much longer we're going to have ice for, but it was nice to get out. How much ice do you have on that lake? Anywhere between 7 and 11. Okay. And the 7 inches was solid, hard ice. The 11 inches was a lot of honeycomb. Hmm. So, then melting on the faster side. So, is it pretty wet, slushy stuff on top of the ice this? Uh, over the week here it wasn't too bad we had to um i'd have to use my creepers so we were walking on there it's like that crunchy enough honeycomb where it was built in traction so gotcha well that's the uh, local fishing report (laughs) back to the weather desk back to the weather desk so we have a guest with us today mr chase larson chase how you doing today hey i'm terrific guys thanks for having me you bet so it looks like we share a lot of things in common where we like to hunt, we like to fish. Ice fishing is a whole lot of fun. It sounds like you've been doing a little bit of ice fishing yourself. What have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, the past three days I've been up north, um, up by Rhinelander, northern Wisconsin. Uh, did some pretty pretty good pan fishing out there. But, um, you know, covering new lakes, finding new territory, trying to figure out uh, new electronics. Um, it's all a... Uh, a new thing as far as, as that goes this year. And I mean, I tell you what, when you get to get a hold of uh, new electronics and really figure it out, it's, it's a very, very awesome thing. So what'd you end up getting for new electronics? Yeah. So right now I, I ended up buying a hummingbird ice bundle, the Helix nine with the mega live. And uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of reading between, you know, the pan optics, the darn pan optics, stuff like that. But um, I bought a boat last year, and and uh, the Hummingbird units they sync up with uh, all my electronics on my boat, so I went that route. But um, you know, I have no complaints. I mean, the unit is great. Um, just trying to figure out, you know, landscape mode, forward mode, those kind of things. Um, I mean, it's very adaptable unit. 
um, and malleable in a way that, um, you know, a regular ice flasher wouldn't be. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty awesome being able to, you know, shoot a forward, uh, forward sonar out, finding, you know, pan fish, suspended fish out and 20, 30, 40 feet of, uh, in front of you. And yeah, I wouldn't say shooting fish in the barrel because you still got to work for it, but, um, it really helped cut down the, uh, the haunting, you know? So yeah, it you definitely... can find, you can find the barrel. You might not be able to shoot the fish in the barrel, but you can find it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I mean, um, you know, this weekend was, or the past three days has just been targeting pan fish. Um, I'm starting to do a lot of night bite walleye fishing up there too. So that's a new thing for me up there, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's, it's being able to see that in real time, seeing how those fish react, seeing, um, you know, when do I need to change up from a chain jig or a bigger presentation to a finesse jig or something like that? Just, um, it's, it's pretty awesome being able to see that. And as an angular uh, angler, you know, it's, it's needed. <laughs> yeah. Well, night bite walleye fishing is a heck of a lot of fun. I mean, it's all fun. Let's be honest. Uh, pan fishing. If you you get into some nice bluegills, perch or crappies, it, it's a, it's a heck of a lot of fun, but I'm with you with, with night bite walleye fishing. Um, my experience up North in that area has always been tip ups. You put the lights on the tip ups and you just kind of, you know, you set, you set it in places you feel like those fish are going to be corralling bait fish. It's usually a drop off or a weed line or something. And, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. You're just sitting there BSing with your friends or your family. And all of a sudden out of the darkness, a light turns on. <laughs> One of my favorite things to see ice fishing. I love tip up fishing over anything. Um, you know, it's a lot of running and gunning otherwise, but you know, just being able to find structure and, you know, it was cool this, this past couple of days I was up there and it was great spending time with my father. You know, he's one of my best friends. So it was cool getting out on the ice and doing what you said, you know, uh, drinking some beer, hanging out and, um, just talking about old times and, and funny events and memories. But, um, uh, you know, we were really working, uh, a weed line this time and, um, we were actually, you know, we weren't as productive as we wanted to be, but, uh, I mean, we had some nice pike, we had some crappies, stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty fun when you get a nice size crappie on a, on a tip up rig with a shiner, you know? So, um, you know, they, you get up to it and it looks like a walleye and then all of a sudden you pull it up and it's a crappie, but you know, still good eating regardless. But yeah, I mean, we were working, um, all the weed structure, stuff like that. And a lot of times I like working shelves, rock shelves, but the way the lake was uh, set up, you know, it's mainly, you know, weed, weed based lakes. So, um, we had to work with what we had and, uh, we'll be able to get back out there and try to get some more walleye on the ice. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've had some fun so far and, uh, just trying to find new lakes, new territory and, and spending those times with, uh, your friends and families is what it's all about. So you bet. How big of baits were you running under your tip ups? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my uh, rigs are just set up for medium shiners. I know a lot of guys use suckers, stuff like that. Um, I, I personally, I really, I really like the the shiner and the fact that sometimes you have some sunny days, right? And you're able to. Um, what I like to do is trying to get a little bit of the scales off, throw it in, and then um, with that light coming through, if, if you don't have much snow on the ice. For me, it's, it might be a little wise tail or whatever, but you get that shimmer of the light kind of brings and helps draw fish in. I've seen a lot of a lot of production out of that um, when I just you know take a little bit of those scales off and putting the hole with me. So um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, it's been it's been pretty good with that shiners, but I have used suckers in the past, but uh, my go-to is is those medium shiners for sure. It's nice to have a mixed bag, no matter what you're fishing for. I mean, even when I ocean fish, like I've got a, a mix of, you know, at least three or four different kinds of baits, but having a combination of suckers and shiners, you know, if you're around fish that maybe maybe it's later in the season where they've seen every shiner, you know, out of everybody's bait bucket, it's kind of nice to be able to switch it up and go with suckers or maybe even large fat heads. Right. Having, a, having a, a a variety of bait in your bucket is pretty handy to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of things are like crappie minnows, that kind of stuff. If you're really pushing for that, but um, yeah, those the variety of baits that you have on hand is is key and crucial. You know, to be successful. So, absolutely. Uh, when you're rigging your tip ups, are you fluorocarbon? Are you Leaders in fluorocarbon. What's uh, what's your rig of choice? Yeah, so right now my my rig of choice, you know, it depends on what species I'm hitting up. So you know, walleyes are going to be you know a little bit longer, a little bit bigger of a um, of a leader, uh, probably ten pounds. Sorry, guys, I got a cat. Cat. Gotta love it. Um, yeah, you know those those. Uh, I, I like those steel leaders quite a bit. I like to make those um, handmade just because of the price and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, monofilament, I actually, I really like targeting panfish with, with uh, tip-ups. It's kind of a weird thing. I know a lot of people don't really do it. but It's something I've always wanted to do, and I've tried it a few times and never had any bites on it. So maybe maybe yeah. the rig is just set up too heavy. i got to go with lighter line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fluorocarbon is the way to go when I rig those up. I mean, you know, you have, I rig it up just like a regular tip up. So I, it's very versatile. I have a snap swivel, everything like that on there. But um, I just use that four pound test line, hook up a small little treble with the waxy on it and set it real, real light. And uh, it's great for locating fish. You know, I used to do that before I got my Mega Live and it, it was night and day difference for me. So, um, I mean, now, I have that uh, mega live be able to shoot it and find some fish, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool being able to do that. And it's a unique thing. that not a lot of people do, you know? So. I know we usually on lakes, like while we were on Fox Lake, obviously when we target perch, obviously I wasn't targeting them today, but when we target them, we put number anywhere between eight and a 12 hook on and clip a couple of fat heads on them. And yeah. then the one thing with those perch, they don't like to run very much. So there's no. a lot of times where the flags never tripped and it's just sitting there and you go to pull your thing up and there's a perch on. How do yeah. you, how do you com do you, anything you do to combat that? Um, you know, I, it's, t it's tough. You know, I, I just kind of go with the flow on that one. <laughs> it, it, I was know. looking for tips for myself. <laughs> no wrong answer there, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool being able to to try new things and and be as versatile as you can, you know. So, you were catching some panfish, mostly jigging, I assume. What uh, what else were you catching along with those panfish? Yeah, um, you know, uh, perch is a, a big prominent species on that lake that I was fishing up north. It was actually chain of lakes up there, but um, I learned a lot from fishing in Oshkosh on, on Bagel. 
Um, I've spent a lot of years out there and being able to to learn, you know, pumping the bottom, using those chain ship jigs, you know, being able to um, dust up that bottom, muddy up that bottom, and then raise it up just a little bit, really create some action, extra action in there that, uh, you know, those perch really like to feed on. And being able to use that up there, it's night and day difference, you know. Um, those those species of fish, they, I mean, they, they hug the bottom quite a bit. So being able to do that, you get you get to be pretty productive. Yeah. Especially when you. The perch definitely are bottom, bottom oriented, similar to the walleye. And I think that that trick works best for perch. Does it not? I mean, I've never had luck uh, getting bluegills to bite that way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How about crappies? Yeah. I mean, crappies, that's a totally different story, right? (laughs) (laughs) How about them crappies there guy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so being able being able to find suspended crappies and aggressive crappies is the way to go, right? Um, and uh, you know, my favorite thing to do is, you know, my buddy Trevor Olson, he taught me um, how to really target those basin crappies. You know, I I fished lakes that were only ten feet deep. You know, so being able to go on lakes that have thirty foot, it's pretty crazy being able to target these species that are in different water water columns there. So. Um, one thing I, you know, I learned from, from him and some buddies is, you know, work the water column, but try to do a top down approach. I mean, if you're catching fish underneath a stack of fish that's above you, you're spooking them, you know? So being able to find, read those fish, seeing where they are in the water column, being able to find that right presentation, pick them off as you get down, um, you can be pretty productive that way. That's actually interesting. I've never heard it said like that. I think it's something that I always just did. I was because yeah. you figure the higher ones up are the more aggressive ones, the more you know ready to eat. But putting it into words like that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and being able to fish structures like like tree structures, things like that. You know, Wolf River, um, ton of fish, ton of crappie in there. Being able to get into that and really manipulate your jig through those those branches. That's another way to go too. So that's that's another thing that I've I've really picked up over the years. When you're fishing the deep basins, like you were talking about, are you the type to sit and wait for the schools to come swimming past you? Or are you drilling 70 holes and hole hopping to try to catch up with them? Yeah, I would say that before I was trying to catch up with them. <laughs> but, yeah, new technology, man. I tell you what, it really cuts the work in half, and I, I absolutely love it. You know, So you're not using up all your propane on your auger, your battery on your on your auger. So. <laughs> Nice. Well, are you fishing mostly out of a shack or are you pretty much bucket sitting and hole hopping? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of both. I've done weekends up, you know, in a sleeper shack trying to target some big walleye, um, you know, but, uh, my, my main setup right now is, is a, uh, is a flip over shack. I got a one and a half frable thermal that I use, um, and that thing's been great. Um, I'm able just to put all my stuff in there. I do take out the seat. I have one of those portable seats that um, I can just take out and pull off if I need. Um, but, you know, when you have a wife and you have friends and ki- with kids and stuff like that, you know, you start start changing up your game a little bit with uh, different shacks and different techniques and, and uh, making sure that they're warm and, and having a good time. So um, that's the coolest part about it for me is I've caught a lot of fish and been able to do that. So being able to pass that down is, is going to be a fun ride. So, yeah, absolutely. So you do. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. No, no, go <laughs> ahead. You, you got technical um, questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So you said you do overnighters in yours? Uh, I haven't in, in the one that I have, but I have before in the past. Um, I've had a larger shack. Um, it's the, I forget off the top of my head, but it was a Crable that's got the uh, side doors on it. I've, I've used that in the past to be able to uh, actually slide all my gear on one side, put a cot halfway in, uh, and uh, do that that way. And it's been it's been pretty fun out there. But uh, those are solo trips for me. The wife and 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 uh, everybody else get a little cold and and a little bit antsy. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been pretty fun. I mean, being able to try night night by wall ice. That's the only reason why I bought that shack for that. Uh, it's been fun. So nice. Yeah, I was curious how you were making that like a, a overnighter in a smaller shack like that. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of guys are using those pop-ups now. They have the, the clams and otters and stuff like that. And that's a route that I've been looking into. But you know, I you know, it's tough, you know, with the ice conditions, you're kind of leaning more that way just for the fact that you have the space and it's light and you're able to be a little bit more mobile. Um, but the other side of things, on the other hand, is you know, you have a foot of ice and you have a long weekend with a bunch of buddies. You want to be comfortable. Why don't you get a, you know, get a actual shack uh, to stay in with the wood stove and, and get a little bit more luxury, right? <laughs> Some satellite TV and a microwave. That sounds like yeah. a party. And before you know it, the bar will be set up and the cocktails are flowing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool being able to, to do all that kind of stuff, especially when you have a, a good core group of people to do it with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's, I got to jump off, you know, off subject here a little bit. Um, you recently just launched your website. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, you know, just, just kind of a thing that I've always had in the back of my mind. I've done it, you know, with previous uh, companies that I've worked with in the past, you know, Badger Sports and Magazine, that kind of stuff. And, um, I just love being able to to create different, um, write different blogs and create different content that, you know, people can take away something out of. You know, it's, um, I'm always out doing it. I always wanted to share it and the tips and tricks I learned along the way. Hopefully it makes somebody more successful and, and uh, has pretty cool memory just like I did. So being able to uh, create Wilderness Pursuit, um, which is the, the website, um, it just gives me a, an avenue and a platform to, uh, to share my, my, uh, my knowledge and my adventures. So. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, a lot of people are doing blogs these days to try and help people out. And just a lot of us like to write, you know, write down yeah. what we're experiencing. So, and it's great to be able to share that on, on that type of platform. Do you have a, yeah. an Instagram handle or a, or a YouTube page or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I've been I've been uh, experimenting with a little bit of stuff. A lot of my content has been for you know other companies, uh, so I want to try to bring that back and and put it on my own page. But I have an Instagram page that I started up a few uh, probably last month, uh, Wilderness underscore Pursuit, and uh, uh, that's been kind of a cool little thing that uh, I've been just now starting to promote and, and push. So, um, yeah, I mean it, it's. Hopefully, you know, I've been getting a lot of great content and a lot of great traction on it and a lot of great questions being asked. And, you know, if I can help out in any way for someone to be successful, whether it's deer hunting, fishing or whatever, it's, it's worth it. So. Absolutely. So what do you, what do you all write on? Uh, just fishing, just, I mean, just kind of a little yeah. more detail, I guess. I mean, what can people expect when they click on it? 
Yeah. So when you, when you click on my page, you'll you'll be able to see the blog posts of you know um, hunting, fishing adventures, um, things that I've done. A lot of a lot of it right now is just uploading a bunch of like tips and tricks, gear reviews, things like that for everything hunting and fishing. Um, I do have a portion of the page that is uh, for um, uh, wild game recipes, stuff like that, things that I've tried in the past and and really enjoy. Um, and it's, it's cool being able to, to kind of experiment a little bit and see, oh, that didn't work out. I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't <laughs> <that>, you know. <laughs> well, and that's part of the fun of it is you're experimenting every time you write something, right? And sometimes yeah. it's well-received and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of my content throughout the past um, has been, you know, videography, a little bit of photography there, but, um, and, and some writing in the publications, but, um, yeah, I really love to write, and I'm, I'm able to express that through there. So it's it's cool being able to do that. So, but yeah, it's a it's a great great venture that I'm starting out, and I hope that people take something away from it. And you know, if not, they can follow along with what I'm doing, and and uh, hopefully, if they have some questions or want to meet up and hunt and fish, I'm all about it too. So <laughs> awesome. Well, we might have to get together. So absolutely. Do you uh, do you have an okayest fisher moment that you could share? Mm-hmm. And by okayest, it doesn't mean your shiniest and brightest moment. It could probably be a pretty dim one. <laughs> For, well, that's that's a tough question. Hunting or fishing? <laughs> let's let's go fishing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say uh, actually this past weekend, you know, you go through your checklist, right? So you have all your gear, your ice hog, your shanty, your your bait, your lines, whatever, whatnot. And uh, I would say I went through that whole checklist, get out to the lake, and what do I forget? batteries to the auger mm. yeah <laughs> that's know? pretty hard to do yeah <laughs> so a hundred dollars later and <laughs> oh man some come back with a battery and you know the other thing too i forgot my cleats you know so and and up there we had a we had a little bit of a snow up there and then it all melted out so it's just clear ice you know so it's just being able to, to walk around out there is it was pretty tricky in some just generic muck boots. So yeah. slipping and sliding. Slipping and sliding. Time, that's for sure. I got a little bit of a bruise on my elbow, but you know, that's that's the fun, that's the memories you put into it. So Yeah. And it's a lot of fun too when the the auger bites and you have no grip and it just takes yeah, a little bit of a <laughs> Yeah. So moral of the story is double check and make sure you have your batteries for all of your toys. Yeah, you know, and and the funny thing is I'm spoiling myself, right? I'm buying the heated vest, the the heated socks, the whole thing, you know, for Christmas. And, you know, I get out there, I'm like, yeah, we, I got these charged up. They're ready to go. And what do I forget? The most important thing to put a, put a whole knife and catch the fish. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you look at them three, three hours, three and a half hours north. It's like, do I turn around just for a battery? Do I go and just spend it? <laughs> I have it for later, right? Yeah. So, let's, you know. let's figure out how much gas it takes uh, in a <laughs> half ton pickup truck to get from one, one part of the state to the other. Right. Next thing you know, I'm texting like, Hey, can you meet me halfway? Yeah, like, <laughs> not, not good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool being able to uh, to have those moments, right? Being able to just say, "Oh man, I really screwed up on this." I mean, if you're not failing, you're not you're not forward thinking, you're not you're not being successful, and and 
being able to be successful and have those memories, like oh, all these screw ups and mistakes, like and carrying a big fish, it's like, man, that was worth it. You know, 100%. So. It's all part of the fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I also want to tell you guys is, uh, you know, this this coming weekend, pending weather, obviously, over in Dodgeville, they're having a Kids Learn to Fish with Us event. So it's a totally free event that we host every year. My buddy Trevor Olson hosts it every year. I help. And uh, it's just a really cool event that we're able to get the kids out. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've had it where it's been super cold and now it's super hot. So it's pretty 180 and, and but it's a super fun event. We, we uh, give kids rods and fishing gear and, you know, they get to use the mega live and other things and catch, you know, fish on tip ups. And, you know, the coolest part about it is some of these kids never done it before. Right. So being able to have them drill their first ice hole, being able to catch their first fish. Uh, it's a pretty special thing. So um, usually we have about 30 kids that come out, and hopefully they're able to do it again. We'll that's, find out tomorrow. <laughs> that's awesome. Actually, uh, there's nothing like it, like you said, to watch these kids, you know, drill their first hole, bait hooks, um, play with the bait. You know, I mean, I've helped with a couple of learn-to-fish events too. You know, kids just love to watch the minnows swim around in the bait bucket, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. play with the worms, and then – you know, you show them how to use the the equipment, and then they're they're watching the, the electronics, or they're watching down the hall. Um, yeah, it's it's a blast to do, and thirty kids that's a that's a good sized group. So it'll be like yeah. herding cats for you, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it'll help us out a little bit while they're there, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome event, and you know, being able to look at those mega live and and those electronics kind of like a video game, man. It's like these kids are. I, I mean, I sat there this weekend and I got out at eight. Next thing I know, it's noon, two o'clock, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, like it was, it was. But I mean, that's that all the fun that's in it, and uh, being able to create those core memories is pretty cool. So, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. I, you, I guess I I got one other question. Sorry, my brain is like a <laughs> malfunction highway. I've had a whole <laughs> day. <laughs> the uh the effort with me coming on so it's been a blast so far good um i do have one quick question for you You said you fish bagel a lot yeah what are your thoughts on uh, people going to get out and spear this year yeah you know i was fortunate enough to spear for the first time last year with my buddy eric and um i didn't have any gear you know we we get to his house i I had the license and now he's like wake up in the morning meet at the launch and um, you know, that ice was sketchy last year. You know, we, we barely, we had a, we barely got out to the spot that we wanted to go. And, uh, three hours in, I ended up spearing a, a fish. So, um, nice. a lot of people don't have that, you know, three hours, first time fishing, they get there, they, they spear one. Uh, we ended up spearing four fish out of that hole and wow. that, that, yeah. But, um, you know, this year, I mean, I'm watching the ice reports. I know the guys from sunk and, and, um, you know, battle on bagel, they've been monitoring them pretty good and, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be a tough season, and I hope everybody stays safe out there. Um, I wouldn't bring a truck, um, maybe a light ATV, but like like I said, you know, it's 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 a roll of dice, and I don't know if I'm going to be out there doing it. Um, if I'm doing it, it's going to be on the water. It's going to be on uh, or on the water. It's going to be on uh, five foot, and uh, maybe I'll have to get a pop up tent and try to figure out a way to to get a sturgeon hole. <laughs> put in there you know but, uh, i have to double up a couple of hub hub tents to fit over a, a sturgeon hole 
Yeah, right. They make those doubles, so I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, you know, I'm sure you know those diehard guys are going to figure it out. I can guarantee you that. So, but yeah, they've been. I, I picked a good year to forget to apply for my tag. I apply for the upriver every year. I got seven or eight points in now. But yeah. I was like, oh, I got to do this, blah blah blah, and it's like November fifth, and oh shit, I never bought it. Now I'm kind of happy I didn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> I bought mine and I'm kind of kicking myself now with the way the ice is shaping up. You know, there's, I just saw a report before I got on, on the phone with you guys. And I mean, there's still open water out there right off merit. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, and hopefully that uh, uh, people are safe. I know a lot of people come down. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That is something yeah. I've never done. Yeah. Spirit done plenty of carp spearing when i was a kid <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we said you only did it once i did it from when i was 16 on and i'm not 16 anymore obviously um and i've thrown a spear every year and i have still yet to connect with one so yeah yeah yep. and it's it's crazy you know and and a lot of people are frustrated in the fact that you can use technology like the like those sonars to watch those fish come up and look at it and things like that and um, you know, I only see it as a tool. I mean, you got a four foot by four foot hole out of the whole lake. I mean, don't you want to be a little bit ready? You know? Yeah, it's but, like duck hunting through a chimney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see they use those, uh, they take their cameras, they put them right down on the bottom, and they have it up on a big screen in their shack and everything. Yep. We're, we're not that fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, we had, we had both had tags, we both had spears and it was just being able to get out there. And I mean, it was such a quick thing. You know, I've, I've sat in the shack with people years prior. I know the process I've done it, but um, yeah, being able to just go out there and actually see something through the ice is, is pretty crazy, pretty special. So. They really like the first time I saw one and even two years ago when I threw and missed, it was like two minutes, like end of the season. Oh, we had to, Oh yeah, we had like a little coffee cup as our decoy, and uh, so we're sitting there, and literally the cup just goes flying, like in the water, just shoots off to the side. And I'm like, what "The hell just happened!" And, like my brain was not comprehending what was going on yet, and all of a sudden he swam past, and I was like, "That looks like a sturgeon." And then he got about halfway through the hole, and I threw the spear and missed. It like took that long to compile what was actually happening but and it happens just so quick the one that came through i mean it was high it, it didn't come from the bottom it was we had bad clarity anyway so it was a blessing in disguise but right underneath us three feet you know and i'm looking i'm like what is what's this you know and my buddy's like throw the spear you know? <laughs> next thing you know chaos and high five so yeah you know the crazy part out there uh or a little into sturgeon spearing is how during the day um, the clarity can change. Yeah. Like you can see your T post on the bottom, and yeah. then two hours later you can't see your cup four foot below you. Yeah, pretty like crazy. That baffles me. There, yeah. I mean, the currents that go through is is pretty insane. I'm always moving, always changing, and I mean that's they're pushing fish around. That's for sure. I'm liking this conversation because it's not just walleyes. It's not just bluegills we're getting a, a real good taste of what chase larson likes to do and it yeah. sounds like we get along really well and if we yeah. started talking yeah. open water there's going to be salmon and trout and all sorts right. of other fun stuff i'm sure 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's one thing I've really liked to do is to to get down on uh, brown trout, you know, through the ice. I've never done that, and that's a bucket list thing for me. So the uh, the marina no. in Milwaukee has been pretty popular lately, from what I understand. I have not taken a ride down there to to get a look, but some of my colleagues were staying in a hotel not far and went for a walk and they couldn't believe the amount of tents that were on the marine, you know, on the, yeah, right the out there. Yep. Right off, right offshore by the Marina. So yeah. it's, uh, it's been a happening place and I think guys are doing pretty well catching Browns and some steelhead. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah the, the crazy part. I, so I used to live in like Glendale close to Milwaukee. So we would ice fish that quite a bit. There's no rhyme or reason. Somebody might tell you there's a good, like, this is a good spot. There's absolutely no rhyme or reason to where you set up. There's no structure. They don't relate to structure. You literally pick your height of what, you know, depth of water you want to go in. Cross your fingers. Yeah, Yeah, but it's still pretty cool when you catch a a giant German brown that's all colored up and big kite on it. It's, uh, It's a pretty neat fish. Yeah, absolutely. My first one on the jig rod through the ice, um, I was out with a good friend. He's been on the show, Brian Myrick, and he, I bring my graph out, and I'm like, he just looks at me and goes, what do you need that for? I'm like, oh, I'm going to jig up some trout. He goes, the ones that are going to hit your lure, you're never going to see because they see it from a mile away, and they'll hit it like a ton of bricks, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Bam, I got hit, and it just instant <laughs> like a shark took off running. It's just, it was crazy. They're strong. They swim hard. Mm-hmm. And when they hit, they hit with authority. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It was like, yeah, fighting a carp on a noodle rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Greg, they actually had people ice fishing in port. Really? During that cold snap. Okay. And though one of the back marinas was froze over enough, I don't, they didn't venture too far from the, Boat slips, but I would imagine not with the with the uh, power plant being right there and all that water moving. Yeah, and at like fifty degrees. <laughs> yeah, but oh, they were. That's the first time I've seen them ice fishing on a port. That quick snap of cold froze everything over. It's all gone now. But yeah, I'm sure it is. Hmm. Yeah. Gotta venture south to Milwaukee. I know bucket list thing. Yep. I'll have to do it. Yep. <laughs> It's it's crazy because you're trying like for me being a trying to be a well-rounded outdoorsman, right? So it's hard, man. You can't do it all. No, you I mean, can't. And like, and if you're if you're working for a living, as you get older, yeah. it only gets tougher because as you get older, you take on more responsibilities at work. Like, yeah, I just, absolutely. I've got a a change in position now where I'm going to be doing more traveling. So yeah. My yep. my opportunities to go fish and hunt are are probably going to be less unless I have enough time to take off to go do it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm in the middle of a transition too with the new job, and uh, I mean, luckily I got this week off, and I'm I'm trying to utilize it the best Let's I get can. Get it all right? in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how this schedule is going to be coming yeah, up? So. Right. Yep. And if you're married and you have a house, you have other responsibilities that show up and if you got, you're starting a family. That's another thing. Yeah. You got to You got to get it in while you're young. That's right. <laughs> My told me, get all your stuff now because you, you're not going to get it later when a kid comes. <laughs> Where were you 20 years ago? 
I needed that advice, damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, anything else you got for us? Hi, you know, I really appreciate all the time you guys uh, uh, put in. I, you know, I, I've followed you guys for quite a while, actually. So it's it's cool being able to have the opportunity to to get on here and, and talk to you guys and, and uh, share a little bit of my knowledge. And, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully do this again. So Absolutely. Well, awesome. I'll we'll have to get out, we'll have to get out, and then we'll we'll get on a podcast and and share our experiences, our our failures, and <laughs> and success. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're all about: experiences, failures, yeah. lots of failures. We don't want to disappoint there. No, no, and we'll have some good memories too. So you bet, <laughs> always. <laughs>